Why Watch That is a podcast featuring the critic and referee who go head-to-head on a quest to discover the best movies and TV shows Hollywood has to offer. Expect the unexpected from the critic. Well, nothing gets past the ref. We do all the work. So you don't have to. Welcome Welcome to to Why Watch Watch That. Listeners, hey, guess what? What? Why watch that. Why watch that? We have a giveaway. Another one coming to you. Oh, oh, oh. You get a DVD. You get a DVD, and you get a DVD. <laughs> and this time, it is what men want. Mm. So not the Mel Gibson one. This is starring Taraji P Henson, Aldous Hodge, and a whole bunch of other people. Erica Badu is in there. Tracy Morgan is on the cover. Yes. <laughs> now the details, Ref, can you tell us when how did people find this giveaway? How did they enter? What's the deal? Okay, you can go to whywatchthat.com slash giveaways. You can go into the giveaway tab, and there you will find a chance to enter in um and it starts again May 6th as of taping, but this thing ends May 29th, so you don't have that much time. There will be three winners, and all you gotta do is click, click, click and follow the instructions, and you too could own what, then, what? And this is a Blu-ray combo pack. Yes, you'll get all kinds of deleted scenes and lots of merriment. So go (laughs) ahead and enter whywatchthat.com, as the ref said, giveaways, and we'll see who wins. Off the cuff. Oh. It looks like it's over. <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, everyone, listeners. I know that some of you are having a hard time this ratchet. Monday morning or Tuesday, whenever you're listening to this, <laughs> withdrawals are real. I recently saw listeners that it was on CNN that there are therapists standing oh. by. I'm not kidding. There are therapists. Yes, they want to make money. <laughs> standing by because Game of Thrones, yes, that's what this whole episode is about, has concluded. It's Saga. Who was left standing and can they stand? (laughs) That's the question. Can they literally stand? All right. Now, as promised, the critic, we've been checking in with you every single week with this last finale. You have given us, (sighs) dang it, you have given us some very highs and some very, very lows. And for the most part, listeners, we can all agree that the critic is not going to be the one caught drinking the got Kool-Aid. However, the question is, did he change his tone with this finale? And we're about to find out. No holds bar of a special edition of Why Watch That Off the Cuff Game of Thrones edition. (laughs) Go. (laughs) 
Yeah, and there will be spoilers. All right. Thank you for doing that. Yes. Yeah, so just no spoilers. We don't do that at YY Set normally, but there's no way around it. So here we go. Well, Uh-oh. <laughs> he's got a paper and a pad and a whole other thing going. In the Shoulders ass- out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I got to stay cool. Now look. <laughs> In the astounding, astounding final episode. Ooh, tones change. Of what has proven to be the greatest TV show ever. What? A show that, a show that probably won't be able to be surpassed because of how it has changed TV along with other factors. What? Daenerys <laughs> savors her victory and slaughter of the people of King's Landing and claims the Iron Throne. Oh. But she's out for much more. All enslaved people must be liberated, but not everyone is still a believer. After all, there's Sansa and Arya, and there's Tyrion, who changed his tune about her after seeing her wrath. Remember, he's a shrewd one. And after he visits the bodies of his dead siblings in a poignant scene, and is arrested by Daenerys for treason, he uses his keen insight in an attempt to convince John that Daenerys must not rule. But of course, John is hesitant. After all, Daenerys had her reasons for what she did, plenty of them. And so John's confused as he finally gets his chance to have an important chat with Daenerys. And while he tries to reason with her, she asks him to stay by her side as she forges ahead. But then the dagger comes out. And what a moving moment that was. Even Daenerys' dragon spread its wings and let out a howl, causing the destruction of the coveted Iron Throne. But Jon survived that powerful burst of emotion. He's a Targaryen after all. And so you might ask, was that a signal of the birth of democracy? Well, not so fast. Because Daenerys' troops under the aegis of the appropriately grieving Grey Worm, imprisons John, which leads to Grey Worm's confrontation with the Starks and other leaders, including the Onion Knight, Samuel Tarly, and Sir Brian of Tarth. And during this consequential colloquy, Tyrion gets his chance to use his wits to convince the assembled rulers to support an unlikely yet wise choice as the new king someone who would never become a tyrant and who wouldn't have kids who would become tyrants. The three-eyed raven himself. Oh my gosh. Yes, who despite his myriad intriguing powers is as captivatingly cryptic as usual. Now that's how you do a twist. (laughs) And to make up for his wrongs, Tyrion is enlisted as King Bran the Broken's hand, while Jon, who came back from the dead, remember, is sentenced to life as a member of the Night's Watch. Because regardless of everything that he and we, along with him, have been through, John is the quintessential sacrificial lamb. And so it's appropriate that he goes back to where his true journey began. I mean, that's how you tell a story, folks. That's how you reward your viewers for their dedicated support of your show through 73 episodes over eight seasons. And from there, several post-mortems occur, honoring many of the characters that have become like family for us, including, during Brand's first council meeting, a look at a book entitled A Song of Ice and Fire. Oh, yes. 
And there's even a little bit of humor thrown in, which was a, such a deft touch, and which suggested that everything was back to normal and back on the right track, or at least it will be. And then we were brought back full circle to the remaining Stark children sans brand. We see in a stirring final sequence, John as Lord Commander of the Night's Watch, Sansa as Queen of the North, and Arya as Explorer of the Unknown. And by that end, we have all grown the wiser and the better for it, despite the harrowing journey that brought us here. We have all grown up. And with that panegyric out of the way, it's time to come back down to earth and a reality, people. Oh my gosh, because I was like, what is happening right now? Did you just say the greatest television? I, 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 please, enlighten mm -hmm. us. Now with that, right? <laughs> did I have you going a bit there? Yes, I was like, how did he just switch it up? I am not buying this. Brand was so obvious to me and I stopped after season two. <laughs> so, after what I thought was a pretty successful seventh season in this final season of Game of Thrones, the one bright spot was Arya coming into her own in spectacular fashion. It was entertainingly and thoroughly satisfying to see her be the one to dispatch with the Night King in spectacular fashion. And the reason why it worked is because it seemed to be priming us for Arya's ascendancy. But then you dropped the ball. Yes, you did, Game of Thrones, because you didn't have anywhere to go in your three remaining episodes. I mean, I can understand one episode to go after getting rid of the Night King for three, three. Uh -oh, here we and go. so by jettisoning the most potent and important part of the entire series way too soon and retrospectively way too easily, things devolved even further, emphasizing how your remaining smart characters were merely needles in a haystack of the vile and idiotic. Now, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is... <laughs> many observers have pointed out that Game of Thrones has had problematic depictions of its female characters, and the same goes for its characters of color, though fewer people have gone there. Mm -hmm. mm. But if that's the case, then how is it so well written? Remember, that's what y'all said. Uh-oh. Plus, for such a slow and deliberate show, the finale felt rushed, despite its ponderous pacing. The moments just weren't that developed, and as I was watching it, I wished that I could fly away like Drogon and never be seen again. And so, I think it's well past time to put the Kool-Aid down in regard to a show that takes so much work to watch due to its myriad characters who sit around talking as they make a bunch of incremental moves. I mean, good luck to anyone who starts watching this from now into the future. And nope. if that is you, and if you haven't already experienced this, let me tell you that many, though certainly not all, fans of Game of Thrones are like the people in the stuff. They won't take no for an answer. So if you dare to say that you don't get it, Get ready to hear a lecture on what it's really about and why that's so important. <laughs> but newsflash, if it needs an instruction manual, then it's not a show. It's Ikea furniture. <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, just to be honest, I just like to have some fun with this show's fans because my major beef isn't with them outside of claims that this is the greatest TV show ever, which I believe have calmed down of late. 
Yes, they have. Uh-huh. Oh, no, my major beef is with the show itself, which takes me to my ending point. TV. TV. Television. Television. Is a visual medium. So why didn't you exploit that all of the time, Game of Thrones? I mean, your story just begged to be shown in all of its glory, right? Wouldn't that be the reason why you adapted the books in the first place? But you're you. So much of the time, you just seem to want to focus on being the most authentic of pseudo-historical dramas. But after a while, I just stopped caring enough about your characters for that to work, which is why I've had a problem with you overall. I mean, why should I bother caring when anyone could die at any moment? Ultimately, that's the problem. I mean, I don't even want to worry that much about what happens in real life. <laughs> so being on pins and needles in regard to characters who aren't that smart or likable for the most part makes no sense. Many of the good ones died a long time ago anyway. And as a result for me, and I know I'm not alone on this count, you penalized Karen, which made connecting with you on a deeper level, which was your ultimate goal, challenging. I mean, after seeing all of these episodes, I can see why the Night King wanted to destroy everything. I'm with him. <laughs> And that's why I never wanted to see a bunch of people sitting around talking over and over again when they could have been doing something instead. Ooh. Well, we got a sucker punch. <laughs> Talk about a finale from the critic. Wait, I have a question. If Jon Snow goes back to the wall, what mm -hmm. is he watching for? Aren't they all dead? <laughs> Well, you know, I guess winter can come again when this one's over. I have no idea. And you know, they did all these things because they have a whole bunch of shows in development. Uh, oh. One of which uh, Naomi Watts is starring in. So we'll see where that goes. I mean, a lot of people are saying, hey, I want to see where Arya goes. I agree. I think Arya was the most successful character overall. But I didn't even get into all of the problems with how they ended it. I mean, first of all, you take Tyrion, you make him the hand after he not only got Varys killed this season, I'm just talking about this season, but he's the one who talked John into doing what he did. John goes to the wall for life. Okay, he's Lord Commander, whatever. But Tyrion, Bran is like, oh, he's already gonna be punished and his punishment is he will be my hand and right all the wrongs he's done. A week, week. This with him and his dead brother and sister, they're vile vile and his character what i would have done as a director is had him when they're in the rubble look to jamie his brother that's the one he loves he don't care about cersei make it clear and then the whole moment with john and daenerys and that whole thing underdeveloped mm. it, we've seen that moment time and time again i knew what was coming i've seen the camera work <laughs> And I'll tell you this, everybody. You know, one of my favorite parts of Game of Thrones is the opening. <laughs> How about that? The opening. Now, one more, well, one more clarification. Yes. When you say that there are shows in development, are we talking about prequels? Are we talking about just what's happening at the same time? Or what can we expect from, because this finale doesn't seem as conclusive as we thought it would be. Right, uh, it's definitely prequels uh, involved. We'll, we'll see if there are sequels coming as well, who knows? 
uh, a lot of it is under wraps and, and in development, uh, on, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that you will actually see them. They're in yeah. development. That is true. And then finally, for those who are really true fans of how this all started, those are the novel or the um, novels, right? Mm -hmm. um, it is clear that George R.R. has not <laughs> finished. Where did he leave off in the books? And have you heard anything of um, his thoughts or what you think his thoughts would be as a result of this finale? Well, you know, I honestly don't know. He's he's way behind in writing. Where did he leave off? Did, I, I don't remember, to be honest. Golly. Where, where left off. It's definitely uh, maybe three seasons. Ah. Maybe more. I can't remember, to be honest. It's been a while since I've read those books. Um, he's even had spinoff books come out. <laughs> he hasn't gotten <laughs> So we, who knows? Now, some people say this show took a turn when it got past his books. Mm. It may have been season four was the final one in the books that matched the books. I'm just, I don't remember. I will tell you that. Um, I had problems before they left. Uh, gotcha. I will say that. Uh, I, as a reading experience, I like it better than a viewing experience. Now, did this show have highs? It did. That season seven finale, I think, was a high. Was I know that your favorite? It was one of them. I know everybody couldn't see the Battle of Winterfell, all of that. If you could see it, it I really did like it. I, I like the feel of it. I like what they did with Arya, but then they dropped the ball. And the thing is, the Night King is the story. I mean, you all are supposed to be master storytellers. I would have taken that Night King and strung that thing out through this final uh, season. People would have been holding their breath. He would have gone south. Mm. Destruction. That's how you do it. And then we see who's left standing in the rubble, but they got money to make. Let's not forget. So like there's things going on and it's just a week, it's real weak. And you know, I was talking to my brother about the Night King and we were talking about how, look, instead of just saying winter is coming, okay, let's say season one, you see a white walker. Season two, maybe they start coming a little more. Season three, even more. So you start getting an avalanche almost of the, the white walkers or the whites, depending right. on what it is. You just, you keep the ball rolling because that is the engine of the show. It's the most compelling villain. I don't care about Cersei. And then she gets, she dies by some rubble. I mean, come on, y'all. <laughs> I mean, there's so many things we could talk about with this. And, you know, the reactions are already coming in. This is just after the final episode aired to everybody that we're recording. And some people are very upset. <laughs> some people are like, oh, it was great. And some people are like, nah. And then there's some trolls going, I mean, what did y'all expect? Mm. Is that how y'all wanted to end it? End it? I mean, y'all have hyped this so much. I mean, all kinds of people from HBO going, oh, just wait till you see it. Just wait till you see it. And there are even still people going, you know, this is one of the greatest TV shows ever. Okay. Well, I want to know in 10 years if somebody starts this, what they're going to think. Mm. Wow. Well, you've heard the critic. This has been a wonderful. It's not quite as off the cuff as uh, there's some punk, punk, you know, some things that you could say, but he's sparing you. 
is sparing you because yes, you two have invested all of your years in um, watching every single episode. And when the dust does settle, we can definitely say this. Game of Thrones, maybe you're not the greatest TV show of all time, but you certainly had us talking. <laughs> and with that, Game of Thrones, we bid you adieu. Oui, ho, ho, bonjour tout le monde. Oh, bonjour. Listen, this year is our first year covering the Cannes Film Festival. What? Yes, as you say, it is the premier festival of all festivals. And guess who's going to physically be there? Not us. <laughs> But we are accredited members and we will be covering it from a distance. But that's not all we'll be doing. We'll also be giving you some highlights. Mm -hmm. mm. This May 14th through the 25th of the action and the flair and the dresses and the movies and the film stars, all from the comfort of our own home <laughs> as people enjoy themselves in the south of France. Now I hear you're pretty excited about this year's festival, Critic. I am. I mean, some wonderful things that stand out. First of all, Quentin Tarantino is going to drop his next movie on us, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, starring DiCaprio and Pitt, Ooh. Mm. along with Margot Robbie and Dakota Fanning and other people. Yeah, it's 1969 in LA, everybody think about that. Now we also, uh -huh. yeah, we also have a return of Jim Jarmusch, who, whose last film, Patterson, we really enjoyed, Ref. This time mm. though, he's doing some sort of horror movie. <laughs> and oh, it's starring- <laughs> and it's starring Adam Driver again and Bill Murray. Oh, what a pair. We also have Terrence Malick's latest film coming. Pedro Amadovar's latest movie is coming. Rocket Man, yes, that's about you know who. Elton. <laughs> Elton John, that's right. That'll be there. Uh, Ken Loach's latest film. We loved his I, Daniel Blake at the New York Film Festival. The first time we went, he's back along with many others. So that's just a few of the highlights. What a festival. What a festival it will be. We will be there, huh, kinda, to cover it for you. You stay locked here at Why Watch That, and we will enjoy our baguettes. Thanks for listening. For additional resources, visit whywatchthat.com. Good idea, and we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and leave comments, feedback, and you can rate us on iTunes. We'll see you next week. See you.